Hello and welcome to Life Church. Thank you so much for listening to this message today. We hope that this teaching will strengthen, encourage and build your life. Some of you can't see what God is doing, but in hindsight, you're going to figure it all out. In hindsight, you're going to look back because you've got to remember the disciples. I mean, read this in John chapter four. They didn't understand. They were sent away. I'm going to skip down a little bit. When they returned in verse 27, they were surprised. Why? Because Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman. They didn't understand it. Of course, they did understand it when he was resurrected. But at the time, they didn't understand what, what was happening. And here's the truth. When bad things happen to you, stop trying to figure it out and focus. Focus on Jesus Christ. Don't let your mind get polluted by all the what ifs and all the unfair things. Life is not always fair. But when you purify your mind and you purify your motives, the pollution gets sorted out. And so when Jesus, he has this conversation and he starts talking to this woman, this woman who had different husbands, this woman who was hated and rejected and despised by people, a woman who had to spend all day at the well and was not allowed to dry water until she got so hot, she was desperate and she was thirsty. Jesus came up and he sprinkled salt on her. And when he sprinkled salt on her, he had this incredible conversation. And this conversation went like this. He said, if you knew who the son of God was, if you knew, you would never be thirsty again. Wow, do we need this reality in our lives? We need this in our lives. And, and, and I need to talk about this because recently I have felt the Holy Spirit tell me, Steve, that, that I personally had to reawaken my evangelistic heart for people. I had to re- It wasn't like, you know, it was totally gone. It was just that it become polluted with so many other things I have to do in life. So many other situations. So I've been personally challenged to live an unpolluted life. And one day I felt led, just recently I felt led to have a conversation. You know, how do you purify your motives? Will you pray more? Anybody out there praying? Come on. You pray more. And I felt impressed by God because of stuff going on in the world just to go up to Cliffy's bench like I've taught you about and spend some time praying. Just me and God, you know, just had, I felt, I felt such a need to see God that that it wasn't just something, an option in my day. I felt drawn. It's something I needed to do. I had to do it. Just like Jesus had to go to Samaria. So I climb up, get my dog, Jake, who's my prayer buddy. Me and Jake. Jake's running around. And, you know, we're praying and we have a little time with God. And then Jake, like he always does when he's not on the lead, runs away. Okay, now when Jake runs away, my polluted motive was exposed. I'm like that stupid dog. God, why have you given me that dog? Kill the dog. I'm going to give him away. I'm going to send him away. Why? Because it exposed where I was at in my thinking. Jake runs over like he does. He runs over to another dog at the bottom of the hill. Little dog, and there's an old guy, on, and he's got his dog on the lead, and the other dog's behaving, and my dog's not behaving. My dog's barking, and I'm frightened that, you know, Jake's going to eat this dog or... So I'm running up to Jake, so I'm all out of breath, and I come up, and I talk to this guy, and, and we start having a conversation. We start talking. We, me and this guy, and talking about the dog, and just have a conversation. This guy begins to tell me, just after the start of the open conversation, that 
he had taken a walk because his son had called him and said he wanted to commit suicide. And he was praying to a God he didn't know, to a God he didn't understand, because nobody told him about Jesus. And he was out on the hillside saying, God, I don't know if you're real, but my son is 38, and, and I don't know what to do. And at that moment, that was when my good old dog, Jake, homed in on the other dog. And we started having a conversation, me and this guy. Was that accidental? Well, you could say it might have been in hindsight. No, it was not accidental. It was the plan of God. We talk, and I realize in this conversation, okay, I'm going to tell him about Jesus. Not only am I going to tell him about Jesus, I'm going to pray with him on the hillside, and he's going to meet Jesus. So he takes Jesus back where he's going. So right then and there, we pray. I said, you need Jesus. He said, I know. I need help. I'll take help from anywhere. I said, well, Jesus has died for you, and he's died for your son. And I just very simply, very humbly just said, repeat after me. And he repeated after me a salvation prayer. But here's what he told me right before he prayed. He said, you know, recently, he said, I didn't know what to do, and then I remembered I remember walking because my wife had cancer and she died. And I was walking one day and as I was walking, I looked up at the clouds. And I don't know God, but when I looked up at the clouds, I saw, I saw a cloud in the sky. And as I saw the cloud in the sky, I heard a voice. And the voice said, I love you. I'm with you. You're going to be all right. And he said, that's the only time I have ever experienced God in my life. On my own. That day. But he'd done life for many years and people had not told him who Jesus was. Church, we are here to find people far from God. And when I prayed that prayer and led him to Christ, you know, I, I just, I went back, I've gone back three times now to his house where he does life. I met his son, I brought his son and his, he came to Alpha this week. But God is doing something. He's awakening this ability. When, you, when you're salty, people are going to come to you. And they're going to be thirsty. And church, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready. See, when you start a conversation, your conversation is an open door. Jesus had a conversation at the well. It was an open door conversation. It was a starter. Anybody like starting conversations? You might start talking about the weather. Or you might start talking about a dog. But you need to realize... Your conversation doesn't finish until they find their Savior. Jesus Christ, the hope of the world. You've got to take them through the process. Pray the prayer. Let them get born again. Right, boom, right there. And I'm like this. I'm drunk with this now. I, I'm like, come on, who are we going to lead to Christ? Come on, who's going to get saved? In my day, we are, the, we are the salt of the earth, not of the church. And the miracles that we seek, they're not going to take place in the church. They're going to take in the world. And now I'm in the mess of people's family life and extended family life and outlaws and all the other stuff that you go through. But Jesus, this grace is phenomenal. It's ridiculous. It's reaching into their networks and making a difference. Hey, and I'm finding out about this. And I'm realizing that for years, I had lived a deluded life. Do not live a life of delusion. What's delusion? 
Delusion is when you make no difference. You, you're just so watered down that you just go with the flow. You don't stand out. You blend in. You, you know, you, you would say, come on, I'll, you know, I'll bring you to church next week. But that's not standing out. That's starting a conversation. That's great. But why not lead somebody to Jesus on a hillside? Why not share your faith? Well, don't, don't, don't argue away delusion to me. When the Holy Spirit is inside you, he does so much. Pollution is purifying your motives. I'm not out to grow a bigger church. That will probably happen as we reach more people, and, you know, that's important. But when you're the salt of the earth, the churches grow as a byproduct of you loving people and helping people. And dilution, the solution for dilution is this. It's potency. Write it down. I mean, that's a headline. The solution for dilution is potency. Get potent. How do you get potent? You stay in the presence of Jesus Christ. You have a personal relationship, revelation of who Jesus is. And this potency reawakens inside of you. And this potency comes, this strength comes inside of you. Dilution is a plan that the devil has induced to keep the church quiet and apathetic and quiet and no, the church is the lion of the tribe of Judah when Jesus is inside you. And it's time for the church to roar. But we're not going to connect with people roaring here in the four walls of Life Church. And so we've got to roar in Leeds. Do you know there's 2.3 million people in the Bradford and Leeds area? 2.3 million. And it's an awesome thing. For the church to be the size it is. But when you think of 2.3 million, really, seriously, hello. And you think of, okay, yeah, we're starting in Leeds and that's a big stretch. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and we got Belfast and that's a big stretch. And you're like, God, we're so busy. We're so busy, we're so busy, we're so busy. We're so busy. We're busy with that administration thing. We're busy with that church project. We're busy trying to find more musicians in that place and how we're going to pay for it, how we're going to transport the gear. And then you meet somebody on the hillside. Who has a real problem? Hello. And I'm not saying we don't have challenges, but I'm saying when you meet somebody who starts to open up their insecurities and the reasons why they are what they are, you better be potent. You better have the power of the Holy Spirit flowing inside you to make a difference in somebody's life. You better have that understanding. Because that's what Jesus had. That's what he's talking about in John chapter 4. He said, do not wait four months more until the harvest. The harvest is white. Our harvest is white. It's ready. It's ripe. Come on, who's got faith? And you're thinking, oh, Steve, you're getting excited. Yeah, you better believe I'm getting excited. You better believe it. When I got off that hillside, I mean, I was running faster than my dog, Jake. I was excited. I was so pumped. I was so excited. And it was such a privilege to walk into this, this man's house. I felt like I was an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Sitting in his lounge, telling him who Jesus is. And he said, yeah, but you don't understand. He said, I had a, I had a difficult situation. And he began to describe what it was. And I don't want to talk about it from, from the platform. But I was able to say, hey, but the potency of Jesus means that you can come to a people who will love you and people who will accept you. And you'll have a place to bring the broken people in your family network to find grace again and find Jesus again. See, here's this, how this ended up when Jesus talked to this woman at the well. I mean... Like I said, it finished up so well. I want, I want you to turn, read it with me. And we're going to open this up in the next couple of weeks because there's so much in this. But when the woman understood who Jesus was in John chapter 4, verse 42, she went back to Samaria 
And this is what she said. She led people to Christ, and then they came back. They, they came back, these Samaritans came, and they, they said, we no longer believe because of what you have said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and now we know that this man is the Savior of the world. She wasn't there just because somebody told these people, because somebody told them about Jesus. They understood for themselves that he was the Savior of the world. And when you understand that Jesus is the Savior of the world and all you have to do is be a witness, it's the most awesome way to do life. I wish I would have understood this earlier on in my Christian faith because I used to over-pollute people. You know, I used to put so much salt on conversations. Have you ever had those conversations? And I'd be with somebody and I would use language that was not helpful. And, and I've heard people do this in the church. And I'm like, until you're washed in the blood of Jesus, you won't be saved. Jesus used an everyday, relatable, just, just relating to people about the water. Talk to the woman about the water because she was at the well. And use that as a way to bridge the gap with people. And I remember having a conversation with my father many, many years ago. I had just become a Christian at 19 years old. And it was me and dad hanging out in our backyard. I remember it I, like it was yesterday. And that was when my dad was doing well in his business, and he had a hot tub in his back garden. Wow, hot tubs in back gardens. Praise God, somebody. That's what we need in Bradford. <laughs> he had a hot tub, and we were relaxing because you do that. You relax in your hot tub. Don't worry. We had our clothes on. Nothing weird was going on. <laughs> and we're there, and we're, and we're talking. And my dad was chilled out. He was relaxed. And, and he was saying some, some stuff to me. Well, I don't understand who God is. And I was saying, Dad, you're going you're, you're gonna to die you're not going to go be with Jesus. In fact, you're going to go to hell unless you understand that you got to put Jesus first in your life. And he was like, well, how do you do that? I don't understand that. I love you as my son. I can't put God before you. We got in this conversation. What I was doing was I was polluting the whole conversation. I was polluting it from not being clear about my heart. Now, here's the great thing. 25 plus years later, what's made my relationship and restored my relationship with my dad is when I went back to the source of my father's love for me and my love for my father. And I didn't get distracted by all the pollution and the garbage of bankruptcies, of, of failure. And I went back to the source and said, Dad, I love you no matter what. No matter what, I will believe in you. I respect you. I will honor you no matter what. 25 years less later. Where is my dad at today? He absolutely, absolutely loves what we're doing at Life Church. Loves, our, loves to spend time with us. We'll do anything to spend time with us all those years later. But oh, if I can save one person from having a polluted or a diluted life, I'm after that this morning. Do not pollute your opportunity by pouring so much salt all over it that you're going to kill that conversation and kill that relationship. See, when I had that conversation with that person on the hillside, they were already thirsty. They were already hungry. Some conversations won't end up in a salvation but you just got to salt them, love them, leave a great taste in their mouth so they want more. You can't be diluted and say, be afraid to pray for somebody and lead them to Christ. But at the same time, you can't kill them with all the different Christian stuff you know because they don't know God. And you end up just being a Bible thumper. Now, there's nothing wrong with carrying a Bible around. But when you start doing this to people, it's not a good thing. And you get your Bible out and you're having your conversation and you're like, I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ will save you, you dirty, rotten sinner. <laughs> you come over to the next person, and you're like, don't you understand the Bible? <laughs> and you're killing people, and you start hurting them. 
Bible, and you're taking your Bible and you're using it in the total wrong way. Jesus didn't do that. He drew out the best of people by letting people know he believed for their best. After he did that, a whole nation, the Samaritans, began to understand we are loved by God. You are surrounded by people who do not know how much God loves them. Despite all of our church meetings and all of our church programs and everything we do in these four walls, what happens inside here unless it goes out there will not make a generation thirsty. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We are always encouraged to hear how this message has impacted your life. Please visit our website, www.lifechurchhome.com or why not email us at hello at lifechurchhome.com.